Brick City. <laughs> Brick Dinner. You want to go back to Long Beach after you came? It was cold. Man, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see some sun again. Bro. bro, I ain't ready for it, man. I am not ready for it to be this cold. You, do it remind you of Lynchburg when you think about this snow? Shit, it was colder in Lynchburg than it was here. How cold? It was what? 28 degrees. Damn. See, like. And it was raining. See, that's why I don't like the rain and, and the cold. Like, that's when it gets like. That's when I don't feel like me in the mailman. But you out there in LA, so I know you, you miss that heat. Are you just. Hell yeah, bro. I've been out there for what, 10 years now? It's trying to get reacclimated to cold weather. That shit is not for me. I need to stay in <laughs> tropical climates. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me ask you this because you've been out there for like 10 years now, right? What do you miss about Lynchburg versus like Long Beach? What do I miss? Just like just the family aspect of it. Yeah. You know, seeing family and friends and just people that I grew up with and just, you know, having a common connection with people just by being from the same place. For sure. It's you miss that and in LA just because You know I feel like It's a city of transplants So you get a lot, of, a lot of people From Just all over the place And you don't really have Like You know A sense of I guess um, Like community there Yeah Outside of you know Just the, mu- the music itself There's always community With that But it's like Community amongst Like you know Growing up with like The same core values And beliefs Yeah and, Yeah know, Shit like that But other than that Nah it's It's a dub bro Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I could I can never see myself Like Moving back there Like ever I always hear that When people When they move out there Like it's just pros and cons But the weather Is the main reason Why a lot of people stay Cause I think one time We, we was talking And I don't know I, I think it was during The pandemic Or before you talked About moving to Philly Possibly yeah. What changed your mind The snow I mean well, I was kind of in the market to buy something. Yeah. And I can't, it's the real estate market out there is kind of crazy. Like, I lived down the street from like a house that sold for 1.2 and it wasn't even renovated. Damn. It was just a space. Less than a thousand square feet. Damn, Damn. like him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. You, you, pay, you pay for like the lifestyle and like the amenities and stuff, but. I mean, if you can get a good deal, then, you know, it's definitely the place to be as far as, you know, like artistic and creative endeavors for music, film, games, like yeah. whatever, for real. So there's that. But yeah, I think eventually when I do buy a crib, it, it probably won't be there. Where you uh, think it'll be at? Still somewhere tropical, though. <laughs> still somewhere like, warm, right, yeah, right, right, right. I, was, I can't do the winter no more, bro. Like I stepped off the plane and my I started my teeth started chattering, bro. It's like, <laughs> man, we was up, we, we was trying to get up here to find you, and I forgot the night we come. Like we on the highway, it's cool driving away up here, you know, like yeah. lake effect. But as soon as I got up here, I'm like, 
oh man and I asked him I said is there a game going on <laughs> he like yeah we was on East Night for like 20 minutes and I oh, and I, and I, I text you like is it parking you were like I ain't drive up here like, like I just it was 15 yeah. minutes till tip off 15 minutes oh, to tip off. Yeah, 15 minutes to tip off. Prime, prime time, no parking available. Oh my god! <laughs> parked half mile away and hiked it up here. We mobbed, like we, we hey. parked a little bit far away, but um, dedicated to the cause. Dedicated to the cause. As That's what's up. Yo, like him, we school you on something. So usually, his character—not his character, but his his part of the pod—is called Michaelis Zach. But today he has a mic because Krishan couldn't be here. Krishan was looking forward to meeting you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, my boy under the weather. But Michael and Zach got a mic today. Yeah, I'm going to hold it down. Don't I'm going to hold it down for Seawees. Yeah, man. Don't don't tell. I'm not going to tell Krishan that you got a mic today. Because he always makes sure, like, don't give him a mic. Don't give me a mic. <laughs> so, you know, we good. But like him, man, it's, first of all, it's good to see you, my brother. I got to you up, I know, man. Dog. It's been, what, almost? 11 years, dog. Since we've known each other, but yeah. it's been like, when do we get signed to Polar? Like 13 or 12? 12, 13. Yeah, it was 12, bro. Like, yeah. And like, I was telling Zach on the way up here, I was kind of schooling him on the history of you and I. And uh, before we even do this, I got to give, we got to give a shout out to my man, Amore Jones. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for shout him. Shout out to Amore, man. Shout out to Amore, man. That's my dude. Like, um, I think how me and you met is kind of how like social media was popping because like you know me and Amore we met on MySpace right and once he migrated to Twitter that's when like you know he was all active on Twitter and I'll never forget I was in the studio one day and you know at that time that's back when producers hated when rappers would be like give me some beats <laughs> and I was we were scared to ask so like I'll never forget it man uh, Amore was like yo man it's this dude his name is like Kim is alive on Twitter man and I was like it's something was like I could DM him But he might be like Man no I don't fuck with rappers Cause you know And that's like When we know rappers be on You, you a producer yeah, bro Yeah I understand You understand I the politics understand. So I was like yeah. But something in me was like I'm gonna just ask him And plus you knew Amore So that night You sent me them beats And I rapped on Every <laughs> Single One Do you know how good it felt Being an up and coming artist At that time And finally getting A quality production You know what I'm saying So I just want to say Like to go from Those moments To us having our first Like record deal together Right Shout out to J. Rawls And O and Buka And then for that opportunity You know what I'm saying Of course That was the first time We met And us on my podcast this is the second time we met each yeah, other. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that crazy, bro? And I've wow. known like him for 11 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it. you know, you make them pen pals, but it's like in the digital era, we became friends. And it's like, we literally was like on OG Twitter back Facts. when Fabulous was doing the hashtags all the time. And Facts. everybody was back when and there was no cancel culture on Twitter. Yeah, man. That's how long we've known each other, man. Yeah, like back when you had to type RT to retweet something <laughs> like that's <laughs> yo, our age, bro. yo that's crazy OG Twitter Dude. shit wow remember like, twi- and tweet big tweet big man tweet deck all tweet that deck. crazy stuff man it's just like it's a like a wild ride like coming from that point and like getting to where we are now man it's rewarding like um for, from them days Cause like I'm talking Them was the days When I remember You was like I'm at home In Lynchburg And then 10 years later You didn't see the world You know what I'm saying You're a well respected uh, Producer And DJ And uh, Michael and Zach Even knew When I played Pimp Name Sleek Back he said That's him I said yep That's my boy You know what I'm saying <laughs> So like Doing all them things Man you know I can say it to your face Like I'm proud of you You know what I'm saying Like 
Cause we did Opposites of track Through email And people don't think We did a whole album Through email And we did Yeah And it's crazy To think about that Like we didn't even Like really Mix and master that stuff It was all like Kind of Two track Raw cuts Raw cuts And a whole album And we did it And we had uh, G. Scott on there Trey Voorhees You know what I'm saying And um, I Shine Mixed and mastered it What he could But it's like that connection was dope because like you still were in Lynchburg. Yeah, I was still like in my dad's like Yeah. Attic. <laughs> Yo, you, <laughs> like, you shout the, out Pops, man. Like, shout out to Pops, man. Like I was still in the in the attic creating that stuff and it's just like wow, like to see the the world like from that window mm-hmm. and knowing that like you could potentially leave and and travel and see the entire like spectrum of everything not even just like musically but like culturally too it's just like it's like yeah because i remember we were just talking about it like you was like i'm about to get out of because I, I your tone was different like your energy was different because like when i would speak to you and i would talk about lynchburg you were just like Ugh. like i just sensed that you did not want to be there and like you like escaped in the beat so like to, from those from those moments to now, man, it's just like wow. You know what I'm saying? Like we here in Cleveland, and you got booked for a show, and from opposites of track to where we at now, man, I'm I'm proud as hell of you, bro. Like I'm, it's an honor to say you one of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Not on no rap shit, but like I got this dude's number. You know what I'm saying? Man, and it's like it's been a lot of artists who've been like, oh, you know, like him. I'm like, no, I'm not about to ask a nigga for no beats. <laughs> nah. I ain't about to do that, man. So I'm, I'm, I think this is dope, man. Like, we here in Cleveland, um, and I had to come, man, you know, because it's rare that we get to see each other. We were supposed to link up when uh, you were DJing for Mac. Yeah, yeah, that was... Rest in peace, Mac. Yeah, Miller, rest man. in peace to, to Malcolm, man. He's such a, such a good dude. But, yeah, man, just like... Starting like from that that journey from from then to now, it's like like wow, we really like mm-hmm. doing it, bro. Doing it and like solidified not only our friendship but like you know just like a bond, like as homies. Facts. Right? You know what I mean? So like even though it's like only the second time I've seen you personally, like you my man's for so, sure. So 100%. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like a hundred grand, man. Like I I I was thinking about it on the way up. I'm like man, like. We really went through some things because you we were going through some things whenever we was putting out OA and like like yeah. health things. Like I think you were you were battling. Uh, what were you, what were you going through at that time? So I think around that time, maybe 2010, 2011, I got diagnosed with with B cell lymphoma. Man, so it's like a type of uh, blood cancer that attacks like your T cells and stuff. So luckily, it was. Um, well, I shouldn't say luckily, but. Cause it's all bad in a sense, but <laughs> it was it's one of the most like treatable forms of, of cancer. So sure. I kind of got out of it like pretty easily, but still like going through it was shit was terrible, bro. Man, I remember like you just telling me that I couldn't believe it because I was hitting you up like, yo, man, this is more than bees, and you were like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of sick right now, bro. So I'm gonna just go on a gap, and we didn't talk for a minute. You know what I'm saying? But I still was pumping these. These beats and like people were like, "Yo, where are you getting these tracks from?" And I'm like, "Yeah, my it's my dude Lakim, but he 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 going through something right now, you know what I'm saying?" So, um, like you said, like we know each other's family members, you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to pops again, yeah, shout, shout out to, to the pops. bro, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like we really have become family through 
through music and the fact that we got our first deal together we experienced what it was really like you know yeah. what I'm saying working with A&R like shout out to O you yeah. know what I'm saying like he was putting the foot in our vat like <laughs> we was like damn man you know I'm blessed for that experience because we yeah. thought we was gonna walk into this shit and the one thing I can't say about that experience with Polar was like nah you gonna have to work for this yeah you know what I'm saying yeah it did it didn't pan out but it kind of you know gave me a sense of direction as to far as far as like how how to like move within the business yeah but then also you know um you know try to feel out certain situations and if it feels right to you then you know follow through and if not then you know um make other arrangements but like I could never like um take back that feeling of signing that deal for sure like, even though like nothing really like came from it like it was still like like dog I got <laughs> it felt good like we got signed by the dude that did brown skin lady for sure like that's crazy and we both was excited about that because <laughs> we loved hip hop so much yeah, it like, was just like but the one thing I respect from that situation and what Ross had implemented in my head was like the music is easy you know yeah. what I'm saying Making the music is easy It's the other shit The business And all that stuff That you have to know So he was real big on that man And like I'll never forget that weekend Like we were just He gave us per I didn't know what per diem was You know what I'm saying He gave us per diem and, um, We shot Shining Bright That's like one of my biggest songs On SoundCloud You know what I'm saying yeah. But I still perform that song To this day That's Man That's a classic too Like Man, like the whole like thing, like the video and everything, just you don't get John Peter MC some hits, man. <laughs> <laughs> so all the all them favorite John P songs y'all got, y'all like, like him probably produced it. Man. Wasn't there a story behind Player Pimp and Gold Link? Because remember that time I told you, yeah. um, I told you somebody had DM'd me on Instagram and was like, "You stole Gold Link's song," and I was like. What? <laughs> like I was like I didn't steal nobody's song. Like, I don't even know Gold Link, but I knew y'all was tight. Yeah. So I remember you told me, um, what was the story behind that beat? Cause that was Gold Link's track, right? Yeah, so uh his management had reached out to me and and wanted me to like I guess reinterpret a song that was going on his project. Um, because I don't know, like couldn't get the beat cleared or something, so I ended up making that. And swapping it out for that And They ended up not using it Maybe it was like a, a sample clearance thing Or Or something of that nature Yeah but, And then When the album Eventually came out Like the verses Were on totally Different beats Than oh, the other two Oh so he so, used the verse But not the beat So he used um, Cause it, originally I think it was a song With uh With Lil Dude From From, from DC And that's that track was it was crazy, but crazy. I guess it didn't I guess fit the aesthetic of what he was going for, and they ended up like like just shelving it and replacing it with something else. So. Well, shit, it fit my aesthetic because I be performing that shit, and people be like, <laughs> "Walk out like a player, pimp." Walk out, I just you got that bounce, man. Like you have a very like distinct sound. How would you describe your sound of production? Like if you could give it like a label, what would you what would you label it as? Um, not really sure, man. It's just like it's. I'm always in like a different bag. So, um, sampling, like you know, also mixed with you know being from Virginia. Of course, there's you know Pharrell and Chad. Oh yeah. And, 
Tim, Knotts, all those guys, they're definitely big influences. State full of legendary producers. Yeah, man. man. It's kinda it's kinda crazy when you think about it. Like a lot of the like the real, like actual greats, you know, come from Virginia. So Do you ever think about that in your production? Like you kinda put the pressure on yourself, like, man, like Timbo and like you mentioned Knotts and all these get Pharrell. Like, do you ever think like, man, I wanna be where they at? Or like have they ever have they even do you have a relationship with any of those guys? Like, have you ever met them, spoke to them? I think that at this point they should know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they know of who I am. Right. But I never had, like, any direct line with anybody. Outside of, you know, I did do um, a Janet Jackson remix. And it had Missy on it. Whoa, and, shit. And they were the ones that actually cleared the remix to come out. So they've heard it And like, yeah. they, they know who I am But they probably don't know Like the backstory Of like you know Being from Lynchburg And you know Just coming up from there Just because there's In actuality There's there's really nothing there It's it's just, just a Like a Like a college city So It's a lot of like Transplants Like moving in and out So it's like what six or seven colleges just in that city? Yeah. So it's just in like, Lynchburg. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Damn, man, I didn't know it was that many schools in Lynchburg. Yeah, and then like the biggest is uh is Liberty University, which is, I guess, you would say the largest Christian school in the country. Man. Yeah. Would you, Would you go to go to school? Like, did you Did you go to school or? I went to community college for like. A semester and then I got sick. Yeah. So like that kind of you know threw a wrench in the plans. But um, when I got better, I made the the decision to be like, um, if this is you know, it kind of like lets you know that life is kind of short. Mm-hmm. So it kind of kicked into high gear, and I wanted to you know just really like go full steam with the passion. So like. I just never went back to work, and it just—it's been like <laughs> and the rest what, is history. Ten years, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, like the rest is history. So, yeah. Man. Mike Lazak, you uh, you make any beats, man, or do anything? <laughs> you already know I don't. <laughs> what was the uh, music scene like growing up, like in Lynchburg? Uh, it's kind of non-existent, man. Like outside of you know, kind of like the crew that my dad rolled with, because my dad was a DJ. Like one of the pioneering DJs from that area So it was like, you know Him and a couple of like his friends That I would just, you know, consider my uncles And like those were my first like heroes Like uh, my Uncle T, my Pops DJ Noise, you know just Shout like, out Pops, man, real yeah, man, Pops Shout head. out Pops, man Like if it wasn't for him Like it wouldn't There wouldn't be no me Like straight up Real talk Yeah so we talking about Virginia and her early upbringing. Like, were you inspired from your pops to get into hip hop, or just getting into production? Yeah, just because he did it. So like, like I was saying, like since they DJ, they obviously made beats too. So it's just kind of you know a natural progression to yeah. to get to that point. It's just you know trying to figure out like what exactly I want to do like sound wise and like try to to nail it because I mean honestly first two three years of someone doing a hobby they definitely gonna suck at it so it's just like <laughs> it's just how it is you know so but luckily I just stuck, stuck with it and you know 
Tell us about the first beat you ever made. First beat I ever made, it was trash. <laughs> was it a sample? <laughs> yeah. What'd you flip? I want to say it was uh, Happiness Togetherness by Heatwave. And it just didn't uh, come out. Nah, it was that shit was not busting. It was not tight. <laughs> <laughs> what was that first track you made where you were like, okay, yeah, this is it? Man, what I made my first beat in 2005, so maybe like 07, 08. I can't really like pinpoint a specific beat. I just know like I was in like a big like Ninth Wonder. Phase. Yeah. So I was kind of like trying to to emulate what I heard from him because, like, to be honest, like, outside of you know my family, like him and JD, like those are probably like my my main influences as far as you know um, on the beat making tip. Yeah. Because man, I was listening to to Little Brother CD. Which one? Uh, the Mister Show. That's our shit. Like here, you already know, man. Man, like. That was the only CD I played in 10th grade And yep. I would be on the bus And like people were just looking at me like I'm weird I gotta be up, Cause same I'm not, here bro Cause I'm not listening to like D4L and shit <laughs> <laughs> Bro I used to go to school And they be on that 50 cent G-Unit tank tops And I'm in there bumping try They like man what's this old ass shit man I'm like man this is the shit Like it's just It's it's them type of moments that I think about like when you think about like man first they was laughing at me for yeah. listening to that shit now you know I'm, I'm, I'm doing it's paying off because that type of music inspired where you at right now so like uh, you mentioned Jay Dilla as one of your uh, favorite producers what are some of your favorite records to flip like what type of styles do you like to sample um well I think I feel like the soul the soul and like R&B stuff never really you know dies out as far as you know sampling and right. stuff so like early 60s 70s 80s you know cause even now like people are flipping stuff from the 90s and you know the early 2000s and just re you know reinterpreting it in a different way but I come from like the era of like like reimagining something Facts. like hearing something and then hearing something back that, that wasn't originally there. So I'm kind of like, before like the beat is done, it's already kind of like put together. So you kind of painted in your head before. Pretty you. much. So I already have like the idea of painted out. I just have to, you know, get to the finish line and just like kind of execute it. That's dope. So that's your process. Like you kind of like painted out like in beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when I'm doing like, you know, more like hip hop centered stuff because I mean as of right now I'm doing like a lot of you know like house and like you know club music and like DJ edits that are specifically for like a certain type of environment but even then that same kind of process is 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 how I like normally do things yeah okay so like what inspires you to make beats because I know like sometimes you like to do other things than make beats like what do you do to get in the mode of like okay I'm ready to produce today because like, you a gamer too Yeah I be You know I be gaming and stuff Like in my downtime I also like a big like Like movie buff Like I always just like Go to the movies Just by myself Just to get like ideas um, I like just like You know Taking a walk by the beach And like just feeling like That energy outside And you know Sometimes just like being You know 
in the wind, like something that just hit you that, you know, you're not getting from being inside the house. Yeah. So, I don't know, it just comes from a multitude of different things because, honestly, I have a dry spell. Well, I won't make anything for, like, a month or two just because, like, nothing is really, like, inspiring me to do anything. But then, like, when it hits, like, it's nonstop. Like, I'll make 20 joints in a week. That's hard. So, it comes and it goes, man. But as long as, like, the feeling for it is still there, then, like, that's what it is. Okay. What type of... um I want to ask you one last question before we go on break. Like, um, when it comes to like, I don't want to ask this question. Okay, here's a question I got for you. So you talk about your movie, but best movie you've seen this year, 2022. This episode, this podcast come out in 23. But like, what movie did you see in 2022 that was like, yeah, it's my favorite? It's not out yet because I saw the the weekend preview a couple weeks back with Glass Onion. Glass Onion It's crazy It's coming out on Netflix though Like on Christmas I think But Easily the best movie I, I've Who's seen Who's in it? Um, so Janelle Monet. Oh shit uh, Leslie Odom um, uh, Daniel Craig Okay Yeah It's It's like one of those Like whodunit movies so like it's like, like one mystery, of them, okay. one of the mystery type of movies, but like it's done like really really well, like enough to where it's just like wow, you know what I mean? Okay. Just like really blew my mind, and it was very like funny and entertaining, and right up there with um what's another good movie I saw this year? Um, yeah, give us Lockheed's movie list. Let me see. I saw the I saw Black Panther, both of the. The X movies, X and Pearl, those are really good. Okay. Um, X is with Kid Cudi, right? Yeah. Okay. Shout yeah. out Kid Cudi. Shout out Cudi, man. And we in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Very <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I literally be at the movies like twice a week. So I could, like. Damn. Yeah. I was like one of them fucking like platinum member type <laughs> shit. <laughs> you get your movie points. Yeah. Try to get my, you know, trying to keep my reward status going. Try to get that gold star, that free movie yeah. a month. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because them concessions high as fuck. <laughs> Popcorn, $20. I need, I need the 25% discount. You bring your own food when you come to the movies? Because it's so expensive. <laughs> Nah, I mean, I bring my own Because with that with that discount, Facts. it's like yeah, it's usually like under under nine dollars, so it's not that bad. Okay, not that bad. You watch movies while you uh, make beats. Have you ever done that, or is that something that you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. What kind of movies you watch while you make beats? Um, just like my favorite kind of stuff. So like, I throw on like Goodfellas, like yeah, like classic stuff, Pulp Fiction, you know. I threw on Mean Streets one time And I started making some Yeah Shout out Mars like Always got some You know Some anime running So like Some you know Cowboy Bebop um, Naruto um, Samurai Shampoo Just I did that Yeah man Just trying to you know Keep the energy flowing when I when I do make stuff because I'm, I'm mostly like a visual kind of person. Like mm-hmm. since I kind of you know see things ahead of time as far as I you know making stuff, so I feel like that that kind of aspect kind of helps. 
Okay, I like that a lot, Kim. Hey, man, before we go on break, where can they follow you at, man? Where, shout your social medias out. Yo, 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 you can catch me on everything at Lock Him Is Alive. So Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, bro. Just Lock Him Is Alive. So, yeah, do that. Michael and Zach, where can they follow you at, man? Uh, you can just find me on Instagram and Twitter at ZWorthy68. Find me on Facebook, Zach Worthy. Okay That's all I got And you can find me on Twitter Instagram Snapchat TikTok At Jean P the MC And my website www.jeanpthemc.com This is episode 75 Like Kim you gonna stick around With us for a minute man Yes sir Alright episode 75 Jean P the MC See we still in the building But he not here Michael Zach Like Kim Say what you mean Peace uh, Say what you mean Mean what you say I'm from the 330 Where them boys don't play Say what you mean, mean what you say I'm from the 330, where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast, say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest, no arguments, yeah I got next, Jean P Yo, what up, what up, Jean P the MC, episode 75, say what you mean Michael Zach in the building, we got my man La 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 Kim in the house, what's up man? Chilling, bro. Just it's good to see you, man. I'm happy to see you, bro. Of course, of course, man. One day we gonna be back and forth every day on some tour shit, but you might be tired of the road. But I'm be excited, like hell yeah. Yeah, man. It's just it definitely can like wear you out. What's the pros and cons of like all the traveling you've done? What are the pros? You know, um, I mean, of course, you get to see like other environments and like what people are like in other places, just by you know. Traveling and you know seeing things from a different perspective, but like that the lifestyle can definitely like drag you down. Like yeah. if you're not like fully prepared for it, or you like not not mentally ready, like it can definitely destroy you, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. So like always try to you know you know live clean and like you know just you know practice like mindful thinking like when I'm traveling. So like no like. Um, no crazy like food that mess my stomach up like you know always taking like X amount of like vitamins and like yeah. staying hydrated you know not drinking of course um, just staying away from from things that'll you know cloud your judgment for sure to kind of you know keep the focus on what you're in the spot for and that's to you know to perform so people can see you do what you do so. plus it's work you know what I'm saying it's just your job you Absolutely. know what I mean so you know you don't want to go to work you know I mean, you might have a drink or something like why you kicking it and like you know doing your shows but this is your job so I get the sense of wanting to stay focused how do you stay on track with just being disciplined to maintain that while traveling um I think it just develops over time like kind of when you first you know start out there's no like real home training or anything so you just kind of have to figure things out yeah so I think for me it might have took maybe a year or two of like you know doing what 50 to 100 shows per year to like Man. really you know build up a, a comfortability point to where like I think I know what I'm doing 50 to 100 shows yeah that's how many shows you did in 2022 I want to say it's probably on the well, cause things you know slowly you know getting back yeah. to where they are. So I probably say maybe maybe thirty. 
even then, that's still a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not counting like you know things you might do like just at the crib, like somebody you know calling to fill in, like hey yo, somebody can't pull up, can you swap out? Da da da. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, it's it's definitely like a tough situation if you're like not really built for that. Like you kind of really have to, you know. Like really center yourself and, For sure and Stay really, in the hotel you know Absolutely saying? Like no, Do things that are like You know Conducive to what you're trying to do So like Maybe hitting the studio Going to a record store You know Get some fresh Like gear Or something like that But nothing like Too crazy To where like You're gonna be looking Like crazy Because <laughs> in, mo- in most of the cases Like I'm usually Only in the town For like a day anyway yeah. So What do you try to do Whenever you go to places Like do you try to go Record digging Or It depends on If you have the time To do so Well As of lately I've been kind of Flying to places Relatively early To where I can do that It's just like You know Sometimes you might You know You might have a back to back Or like a triple Back to back Where it's just like Man like I gotta close the show at two thirty a.m. and then catch a, a seven o'clock flight in the mm. morning. So yeah, it's just you know. So it's like you get paid, but it's like you don't get the experience the places where you at. You gotta kind of do your job sometimes. Well, yeah, it, it it depends on like you know how you know used to doing that that you are. So it's just like if you get into like a good rhythm, then you can definitely like. Do and see things That you want to do But you know I want to say Half of the time I do do that But then the other half Is just like Wow Like I'm so burnt out From the night before It's just like I can't I can't even move Move my body right <laughs> yeah, now cause Yeah cause you said uh, You said when you came here You went straight to sleep Yo yeah. I was Yo I was tired to the room. <laughs> I was I don't tired blame bro. You, bro I was, I was wondering that too Cause you came from where To Cleveland You were You came from out west Nah I was in I was in Lynchburg. I took the train up to D.C., um, got a hotel there, maybe slept for four hours, got on the 7 o'clock flight to come here. I got here at, what, maybe 9.30 in the morning, got to the hotel at 10, been asleep from 10 till 6 p.m. Get burnt, your rest, bro. Burnt out, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna still need Red Bull to get through this night. <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. Cause you got a show tonight. I got a show tonight, bro. So I, I gotta muster up the strength to power through that. But you know, uh, uh, a winner like never quits. So For sure, man. Gotta like you know power through that and make sure like the people um, get what they came to see. So. That's what's up. Let me ask you about uh, your relationship with Selection. So. Um, once you got with Selection, you you really started to branch out. Can you kind of tell the listeners about Selection? Well, I came into, you know, the fold around, I want to say, 2011, 2012. And that was just me, you know, connecting to Joe, the homie Joe K. Shout out Joe K. Yeah, man, the homie. So, and it was all, all just like a community, you know, based thing, like people... Thinking on the same wavelength and, you know, trying to push, you know, forward thinking music, whether it be, you know, sample chopping or like, you know, synth heavy, you know, stuff with like a futuristic kind of, you know, like essence and bounce to it. So like, and it's been what, 
man, 10, 11 years since Damn. that began. And like that, that sound, like that, that nucleus, that glue is what it's been, you know, catapulting things to the next level. So, like, because they had, they've been having a really big impact on like production. Like, I just seen the, the moves yeah. they've been making and yeah. uh, the names you mentioned, like Joe. I just always see their names and you kind of fit that mold because they're an elite class of producers. Yeah. Like it's a really dope collective for what they have. Um, what was it like touring with Selection? Because you did some touring with them, right? Yeah, I've done a, a handful of you know runs with the homies. So. Yeah, and it's always been you know a lineup of different people because there's more than I want to say twenty or thirty of us. So whoever gets you know the call up is you know how how the tour runs and like. Every time it's been, you know, amazing, wonderful. So I never, you know, take anything away from that because, like, that platform is what got me to the place of where I'm at now. So yeah. I could never, you know, take anything away from, you know, Joe, Andre, you know, everybody, man. Just, you know, the whole the whole gang. So, like, salute to them. Another name I want to mention to you um, that people may not know is uh, K Trinata. Yeah. You have a really dope relationship with him. And I think it's crazy to know, like, he was an early name that I remember because you sent me his band camp, like, when we first was connecting. Yeah. And now he's, like, <laughs> the, the world-renowned The world-renowned. So, shout out. I hope he listens because I think at one point he was following me on Twitter because of you. Yeah. Now he's on a whole different stratosphere. So, shout out Kate Renata. But what's your relationship like with him? Because he's one of my favorite producers. Man, I've, I've known Kay and his brother for well over 10 years Word. I want to say maybe around the same time that I met I met you for real like 08 09 and even by then like he was going by a totally different name so yeah, he was. I think his name was what DJ KC when I met him and then he changed it to to Kater Damas and I think he had like a little situation with Floster Damas so he ended up having to change his name to what it is now and like to watch bros like um, like Ascension and Progression is it's amazing man and like, he's Grammy Award winning like yeah. Bubba like come on man yeah man the, I think the first black artist to win an electronic Grammy which is crazy Shout out K Trinata. Yeah, man. and I just I just saw him at the show that he did and um I think that was um I'm not sure if it was Brooklyn Bowl or something else, but it was him, him, I saw his brother, uh shout out uh Lou Phelps. Okay. Shout out Lou Phelps and uh Sango. Yeah, like there were a lot of producers. Like once I became really tight with you, like um, there were names I remember, like his. Uh, shout out Jamal Jones. You know what I'm saying? Man, um, wow. Shout yeah, out, man. That dude was. You know he produced a couple records for me. Yeah, he that, still has. That dude was was special, man. I know he like he had his his NFL journey. Yeah, so, like that was also cool to see. But I always wondered like what. What happened with him Like on the On the beat tip Cause he was nice I think he I, I tried to reach out to him To get some tracks And he was just like I'm kinda um, he, I think he had some Family things going on And I think he was like Still working out But like yo I still got beats from J-Mo Yeah <laughs> I still got beats from you man From like Back in the day Like him like 
on my on my iPod. Like sometimes a joint will come on, and I'm like, man, that beat is old as hell. But I still rap on that. It's like 10, 11 years old. But now it's like we're at a different place. Cause now it's like, hold on, John, you can't do that yet. You know, I kind of got nine, almost a million monthly listeners on Spotify. I might get sued if you use that joint. Cause I remember I asked you like, yo, man, can I use this? And you was like, hey, bro, wait. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hold on, dog. Yeah, just yeah. definitely got into that to that point. But I yeah. mean, you can never like take away from you know the culture of things Facts. and like you know where you know this hip hop rap shit come from. It's built on you know sampling and just like reinterpreting things and you know making it your own it's just you know I feel like some people look at sampling and stuff kind of lazily yeah. especially like in these days where people are literally just taking the whole old record and like singing the lyrics over again with new verses that's it bro yeah shout out King Kong <laughs> <laughs> yo but he hey, he that, killing it though. that song is a banger though hey, I man. Can't, can't really front on that he wanted to like when you talk about sampling cause you know a lot of people they say that and I'm getting older so I'm finding myself like I ain't doing that they, but they sample like 90 songs now but he I ain't going front man he be he be having the bangers I'm like damn he kinda made this song with Kodak a little hot, a little hard. So, like, when you think about a lot of those songs being remade, what are some of your favorite like remade songs, like sample wise? I feel like that one is one. Um, if the can't stop, won't stop, bad yeah, boy. Yeah, that that's all. That's a hit. I like it. Yeah, and I don't really like like Kodak like that. But he was like, he was kind of spitting on that joint. He so was like, is that one the new uh, Super Gremlin? Yeah, <laughs> the Coiler Ray joint that just came out is dope. When yeah. she redid uh, the Grandmaster Flash joint. It's called uh, I think it's called like Players or something. I love the yeah, they that joint. It's crazy yeah. too. Like. Um, Anything that kind of you know that hitmaker does or Young Berg as like we all know him, but like because he right yes and not ain't that crazy bro like yeah. you just had a debate I was like oh shit he was Young Berg now yeah, he's hitmaker like bro. he went from being like the dude who we like man this dude is not nice to like yo you have to go to him for hits pretty much literally yeah and like his whole kind of you know style is kind of predicated on reinterpreting things but. It's it's done like in a tasteful way, so like I can do nothing but you know respect that. So for sure, man, man, like him, that's crazy, bro. Like out of the records, okay, let me ask you this, because you you did Boiler Room, right? Yeah. And I always wanted that because there was a video of K. Trinata where he was like, uh, he, he was doing a show and somebody was like in his mix, <laughs> and he just like, bro, back up. When you did Boiler Room, what was that like? Well, I did it uh, twice. So okay. I actually did it The first time I did it It was at uh, Mind Design's house And like Shout out Mind Design And Highland Park I think So maybe Describe Describe what Boiler Room is like For people who may it's not kinda know It's like You know it's kind of branded as like a sweaty underground party where they're playing like exclusive, Hell you yeah. know, exclusive kind of, you know, cutting edge niche kind of music. So it's it's definitely catered to like a select like crowd of, you know, um, music lovers. So like it's more so focused on like the heavy, like, you know, electronic house like kind of out there underground rap kind of stuff 
What do you remember about your, your boiler room sets? What do I remember? Do you have like a memorable moment doing those? Because I always enjoy watching boiler rooms and when the fact that my homie got one is even dover, so. Okay, so the second one I did, there was two things that happened <laughs> that night. <laughs> so we were playing. Yeah, paint the picture for it. We were, it was like a, a boiler room slash Ray-Ban thing and it was like a like a selection branded event so I think it was like me Abjo Andre um Kali Uchis and then uh Janae Iko. so oh. yeah and that was crazy cause like I kinda went on I think I went on maybe second or third I can't really remember but one of the things I remember the most, and you can't like find a video of this anywhere, but Cali uh, <laughs> Uchi, Cali <laughs> Uchi. Uchi's like DJ was playing off an iPod, and like <laughs> she was like trying to sing, and it uh, wasn't working. She was trying to sing Lauren Hill's "Killing Me Softly," and that shit was not hitting. Like her voice was cracking. It was like. Ah! <laughs> it just wasn't working. Yo, man, I wish I wish there was still like video footage of that because that definitely cracked me up. But I I love her music. Like she's very talented. Shout out Kelly. But I guess that night in particular was not her night. But you know, we all have those. <laughs> Everybody got them. We all have those kind of nights. So I can't even really fault her for that. And then like. I think after I was done, I was about to leave. And then Janae Iko was about to go on. And she wasn't even, like, singing for real. She was doing, like, some meditation shit <laughs> with, like, some singing bowls and shit. She had a ceremony at Mother Room. Yo, like, low-key. <laughs> but then, like... Yeah, whole stay on. But this was, like, around the time that I think... That record, that first record she did with Big Sean, it came out. Okay. What's it called? Like 2088 or 2088. something? 2088. Yeah, so he had showed up, and I was about to leave. Like, I could see the exit right here, and then I see him and, like, this big-ass, like, security dude, like, kind of walk in my direction. I'm not really, like, paying, paying, like, really attention to it. And I'm, like, not even, like, in his, like, direct, like, point of view. Like, he's a vision type shit. But, like, I was, like, like, say... He coming straight to me I'm to the left Yo Tell me why the big ass Like bodyguard nigga Like push me out the way Like For Big Sean Bruh For Big Sean <laughs> This nigga like Five foot two Yeah he's short as hell <laughs> Like bro I wasn't even in your vicinity Nor do I even like He pushed you bro Yeah Nah that's whack I was about to fire off in that jump. But you got like, it. like how big was it? <laughs> and like dude, the 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 bodyguard dude was at least like six, six five. Oh yeah. <laughs> protecting me. I'm like, bro, do you protecting this he little He just wanted to push you. This yeah. little big nigga. Yeah, man. What's up? <laughs> little, little big. <laughs> little big shot. Come on, man. <laughs> You got any other cool stories you could tell us, man? Because I feel like you brush shoulders. Another interesting fact, you know, I got to put on for you. You produced the record for Wale, the blue, yellow, green, pink, white joint. Yeah. What was out. what was it like working with Wale? Man, I, I love that guy. He's shout out Wale. Yeah, man. He's always like uh, like a great dude just to conversate with, just because he's like really like open ended and like well versed and like 
like the type of shit that we do. So like he's always had like selection people on his albums, even recently. So like that's the Sango, uh, me on that EP, and we worked on probably like four or five records together, but only that one has came out so far. It's just you know he's always like really receptive to like trying new things and like That's not really like being placed in a box. So like man, salute to him. Like, shout out Wale. Yeah, man. shout out him, man. Any other artists that you worked with or like any stories you could tell us? Like, cause I feel like that story with Big Sean was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he said this little big nigga man. I want to wait for him for what? Little Big Sean man. Uh, a lot of the like the the records that I produced like outside of you know maybe one or two have always just been through email so like kind of like how we always did things like I've Facts. I I don't, I'm not really a session kind of person I like to to like send you a pack so like if I send you like like three or five joints and one of them don't hit then I mean it is what it is we can always you know try again at a later date cause I feel like bro when you go to the studio especially in LA, in LA niggas be wasting your time bro <laughs> they just wanna be in there they just wanna be Take in Instagram there fucking with bitches on Instagram <laughs> niggas like we got cocaine yeah. I'm like oh I got <laughs> beats man like dog I just I just came here to like showcase so you done been in some wild studio sessions but you know what it's time for me to just go back home you ain't yeah. gotta say no rappers names but like have you ever been in a session where you Absolutely, was like oh bro. shit I need to get out of here yeah straight you know niggatry <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was saying, bro. Like straight, <laughs> straight coonery, straight coonery, fucking coonistic. You like it's too, it's too much, it's too much drugs and bitches here. Like yeah, I ain't supposed bro. to be here, bro. I'm just the the. I'm just the beat. I'm just the banking producer. I'm bro. just the safe. Wholesome producer guy I didn't come here For all that extra shit And they offered you shit Cause you was just The producer guy They were like Oh I mean It's the It's the You know The lifestyle Especially out there Where you know Niggas just pull cocaine out Like it's fucking weed I'm like Hey yo Like you got that like, bro I, Like I'm not really used to that Like I'm You gotta from, like, find that shit In Lynchburg Oh hell yeah You gotta yeah, go Yeah bro You gotta find somebody You gotta go to somebody That knows somebody They that, just pull it out Like it's a blunt Hey bro You yeah, wanna do this Boogie sugar right <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> That's how it probably <laughs> is, though. Yeah, no. no, for real. It's pulling up with the fucking Peruvian powder. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that shit, bro. Like, I'm, I'm I, good. I'm good, dog. Just like, hey, more for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> more for y'all. Yeah, yeah, more for you, brother. <laughs> like, I'm definitely not here for all that foolishness. But you just prefer to just kind of just work on your own time. Yeah, exactly, man. And I feel like that kind of you know attitude and outlet has kind of you know. Kept me grounded Because so, I'm not being You know Influenced by like You know Outside Things So it's just like It kind of It kind of helps to like You know Remain balanced And centered And you yeah. know Have your You know Your core intact So Yeah That's what's up man What's been one of your Favorite places um, Throughout the world That you performed at Uh What can I say like that crowd that just gave you, oh yeah, I gotta come back here again. You know what I'm saying? Tokyo. Tokyo. What yeah. was that like? Crazy man. Like I played in this this club called Womb. It's a three story club. They had a party going on on each different floor plus the rooftop. So four parties going on at the same Ooh. time. The room I was in had what 
1,200 people in it. Sold out. Damn. In Tokyo. In Tokyo. Like, Japanese people not speaking no kind of English, but know everything that I'm playing, every, like, song that I done done, like, you mm. know. That's the power of music, that's man. The, that's the power. That's the power of stuff. But I feel like kind of culturally, like, overseas, people have more of, like, a genuine, like, respect for, like, the craftsmanship of music in general. So, like, especially, like, in Europe and... Um, Australia, um, definitely um, Asia for sure. So mm-hmm. like, it's always like a handful of of those cities and other places that just kind of give you that energy. So like London, Amsterdam, Berlin, you know, Sydney, Tokyo, like uh. I mentioned. You know, it's just like it's 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 a different type of experience there. I, I will say that. What's that one song Other than Return of the Mac That get the crowd Just talking shit <laughs> What's that one song That you play That always gets the crowd going In your sets Well I haven't been playing it Like as of late Just cause I'm tired of it But Slick Back You tired of Slick Back That's my That's my That's what That shit That's his shit I, I know it's It's people's song But like at this point that song is You ever be on TikTok And you be scrolling And you just hear You like Oh god Bro Yeah cause I made that song 10 years ago I, just, I don't know why It's I literally have no idea Why people gravitated to it Like it's What you mean bro Bro it just catch, It catches you I, like I heard I, it, People <laughs> love that damn song I, like, I, I yeah. can understand Like that aspect of it But why like that's why, spe- now? why now? Like, why, <laughs> why that, now? Why that specific song too? Because I feel like I've definitely progressed as a producer Facts. since then. So That's like, so that that comes with it. But I mean, it's always like I guess that'll always be like my signature song. So like, that the, should tell you that you've always been good though. Th- that too Yeah That too it, it lets me know that like I was ahead of the curve mm-hmm. So to speak So And that was like Before this viral shit Cause you just yeah. made it You just made the song Yeah right? I literally just you made just it. chopped it Yeah just Yeah just put it on Fucking SoundCloud And And now it's just Taking the life of its own Everything It's on It was on Vine It blew up on there It was on the It's twi- just a fun song The yeah. Twitter And then TikTok And then whatever I'm sure it'll live on through the next phase of whatever it is, but you know, <laughs> salute to the youngins because they's the one that you know, you know, they keep me paid. So. What's that song of yours that you may have produced or project that you've done that you might have considered your like Magnus Opus, or do you feel like you've done that yet? Um, probably not. No, like not as of yet. I mean, there's there's some music that I really love like right now that isn't out yet. That I feel like it's some of the best work I ever made, but mm. I feel like that's a feeling that you're always chasing. Anyway, as a creative, you always want to feel like you can you can top your previous shit. That's real. So like, I never try to either, you know hold myself against you know uh, like past musical efforts or like try to you know hold us hold myself to like a certain type of you know. I guess musical standard just because the music industry is always changing, bro. There is no fucking standard. There's always like, you know, a new trend or a new thing that people are going to want to hear. But as long as, you know, I'm progressing and like 
I'm comfortable with that and I can show myself through that and, and still be proud of what I'm making. And yeah. like, it, it is what it is, so yeah. I seen a tweet today um, from a producer and you may know this tweet. I, I don't remember the user exactly, but they mentioned how they produced a song for a record label and it took forever for um, the label to pay them. Why is it labels and organizations or whoever you do music for they take so like they kind of why do they why does the industry shit on the producer like they do when y'all give the most important aspect which is the music because producers now are a dime a dozen man like, you can go on fucking beat stars and get a beat for ten dollars like a lease and everything like you can buy exclusive rights to whatever right, and, and, and a button in your hand yeah, you know what I mean? So what's the point in, you know, rushing to pay somebody when, you know, producers who are mostly younger, you know, I can't, you know, really speak for people that came up during my generation, but, you know, the younger the younger crowd is, like, definitely devaluing the work just because of, you know, yeah. they placing such a low number on, like, their dedication. And I get, like, you can sell... You know You could be like The man And sell like Oh I got A hundred Beat leases A week I'm eating I got You know But a whole bunch of people Got that damn track. Everybody got that beat That's why I always Like our connection Because like When you get with When you are friends With rappers You see how accessible It is for them To just get beats And I'm just And I never understood that Because it's like one, I got beats from you that I haven't even used yet, and then I can just call you if I wanted some, or like yeah. Midas, or shout out to Midas, and shout out to Tremaine Jordan, and yeah. you know, those guys. Like, it's so accessible to just get beats now. Like, how do you feel about like the leases and the beat stars? Like, do you think that takes away from the authenticity of being an actual producer? Because, you know, guys just get care about the bad. They're like, I don't give a damn if it's 100 motherfuckers with the beat. I got my bread. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely like devalues, you know, the essence of like what is actually meant to do. Because you know, without the producer, like you can't, you can't really like do anything. Right. So it's like, I know a motherfucker ain't gonna listen to no twelve track acapella album. Like it's True. just, it's just the fact. It's just like you need, um, you need producers there to you know. Really Help shape your sound Like And I feel like that's kind of a A lost art Unless you're like On the ground floor With somebody That you know Like You know personally Like either from your city Or like through the internet Or something like that yeah. And you build something together You know what I mean So It's It's like that But I mean Oh And another thing too Like Labels are definitely like they definitely lag on, you know, paying paying producers properly just because, like, no one up there really knows what the fuck is going on. Like, right. there's been times where, like, I don't even have, like, signed paperwork from somebody or even gotten, like, you know, a term of agreement with somebody as far as even using the beat, and the shit's already out. That's crazy, bro. Like, that, that that's the most important thing, but they can't even give y'all the respect to make sure it's, like, Able to go And just take it Yeah And like Luckily I I established myself To where like You know Not only am I Like a good 
producer but i'm also like a good dj too so i don't need like to sell beats to like you know to live there's motherfuckers that be like in the studio 52 weeks out of the year just cranking beats just that's, that's how they eat luckily i'm like fortunate enough to where like i don't have to do that you know what i mean and like uh, it's just like a different kind of grind especially like like when people at the label are giving you like a runaround and like not trying to pay you like bro like it took me two years to get paid for one song damn and the advance wasn't even like nice it might have been like a thousand dollars like when you, you got paid it wasn't like that. my nigga you could have zelled me that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have cash I mean I know for real it's just like bro why are you giving me the run around for this little bit of money I'm uh, just two, like wait two years for a thousand dollar check yeah but like, the song then sold you know what I'm saying Like this many units Or if, if anything at all Depending on the record Yeah And it's like Like why would you Why would you want to You know Go through that Or make yourself Susceptible to something Like that yeah. Or even like In the In a secondary aspect Of things like Say you do Like you know You sell like The same beat A hundred times On B-Star But then that one Dude Makes a hit with the joint It pop Pops off If you sold the exclusive to him You not eating off none of that Nothing Cause you, you might, already didn't got what you wanted You already get. got what you wanted You already it's got trans- your $60 It's a transactional thing Like you got yeah. $60 But ain't got no publishing Yup So like, you can't eat off the Your kids can't eat off that shit Yeah Like the homie that did that little Nas X joint Luckily he got you know His you know Situation worked out But like Lil Nas X Bought that beef For $50 And look what and it did for him Two billion streams On the joint Jeez, Man You know how much Like bread that is That's a lot of bread That's at least 20 mil At least On one joint And if you got it for 50 bucks Yeah if your If your lawyer wasn't You know On top of things Then you would just be You know Out here getting ganked So I mean yeah, well, man. Well, like him ain't getting ganked. Yeah, I'm not getting ganked. Like, <laughs> straight up, like you gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to get like some kind of, you know, agreement in place to where, you know, even if the joint is late with the paper, which it always is, at least I know like how to maneuver through the situation. Thanks. You know yeah. what I mean? And That's I get real. bread anyway from DJing, so I'm not really tripping. So. It is what it is, yo. I dare that like him. So listen, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back from the break, we're gonna have a section called a uh, peace positive point where I have my guests tell me a quote that means something to them. I have a quote, Michael Zach has a quote, and you'll have a quote. So can we do that when we get back from the break? Yes, sir. All right, man. We're gonna take this break, man. This is John Peter MC, C Weez, Michael Zach, Lock Him, episode 75. Say what you mean. Peace. Peace. Fuck 
John Peter MC, Seaweeds, Michael Zach in the house. What up? We got my brother Lai, La La Kim in the house. Yeah, La 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 La. This man, Zach, asked La Kim what his name is. And La Kim was like, that's my real name, bro. I, just had, I had to be sure. I had to be sure. Yeah. Just, you know, double La checking. Kim, how many people don't 
How many people think your name ain't your name? They be they think your shit made Man, up. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, yo, it's it's never failed. Like this is real name, y'all. It's on this birth certificate. Yeah. It's the most. It's just such a unique name. Like I, ain't, I ain't never heard like. Is there before. a meaning behind that name, man, or is just? I'm not sure. I think my mother told me like once when I was like very little, but it kind of escapes me. So I just you know. I just tell them like that's just what they name me. All so. that matters, the name ring bells now. Yeah, yeah, I'm just hey, you type lock Kim, I'm the first thing to come that's up. Right. Take, that's right. Do your Googles. Do your Googles. <laughs> <laughs> it's one lock Kim, but it was like from the '90s, like lock Kim Shabazz or some shit, like the rapper. Yeah, yeah. shout out lock Kim Shabazz. Yeah, you know? shout out yo. He was actually a very dope rapper. Like, yeah, he was yeah, nice. Yeah, he was nice. Like, shout out to, you know, Queen Latifah and, like, you know, her whole like, Yeah, they situation. did this whole album. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, man. Shout out to the original lot, like, Kim Shabazz, man. Yeah. So check this out, like, I might have a section on this pod called Peace Positive Point, right. where I have my guests come up with a quote. I could go first, you could go. How you want to do it? Start it off, my brother. Okay, I'm gonna start it off. So my quote for this episode is: Ignore anyone who says you can't, especially yourself. To okay. me, what that quote means is like, you could be your own critic. You could be the one that could hold yourself back, and um, that quote kind of applies to you, man. Because it's like, what if you ignored, you know, what if you listened to yourself and stayed in Lynchburg? You wouldn't have been where you was at. You know what I'm saying? You right. seen the world now. You know what I mean? But it all starts with you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's dope that ignore anyone who says you can't. Because people are always going to tell you what you can't do. Even yourself. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Or, nah, man, you, nah, bro, you, Lynch, bro, you, nah, you ain't going to LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that down, that small town mentality. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, I think that quote means a lot. Ignore anyone who says you can't, especially yourself. Michael Zach, you want to go? Y'all go ahead. We'll get it. <clears throat> so mine is If you're scared to take chances You'll never have the answers mm. So pretty much To me that just means Like you know Everything's pretty much A what if A what if Unless you do it So like, what if I would've done this What if I would've done that What if you would've stayed In Lynchburg Kind of like what he just said Right You never would've got your answers Never would've found out What you could become Never would've got to go Party on a four Four floor club in Japan in Tokyo, You know <laughs> Hell yeah you, know, you, you, took that, that you took that chance Got the answer You know Fuck I'll find out Type shit Yeah nice. man <laughs> I like that And then that Like Even like Nice It's just crazy man Like just doing these quotes And you're just sitting here With him And like From where we started And these positive points I think like Our careers together Is a positive point You know what I'm saying yeah, Like absolutely. I haven't Gone to the places you've gone, but I think the Jean P the MC in 2011 is definitely uh, different than the Jean P the MC in 2022. You know, and it's like you got to think about it too, like him, man. Um, a lot of guys that came up with us don't even rap or do beats no more. Yeah, and yeah, we still gotta, doing this shit. I'm mean, yeah. like, that was that was 22. Now I'm 32. You know what I'm saying? And some guys was like, you know what? Hip hop really isn't where my thing is. You know what I'm saying? They do other things. Yeah, especially like, you know, I guess back then, like that kind of, you know, music was seen as corny, you know, mm -hmm. to like a lot of, you know, people in the industry or like we were, they were thinking like we were too like backpacky or like, yeah. oh, y'all got some like most deaf ass niggas. But it was shit. unique. But it yeah. was unique. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's what I, I respected about it. I was like, yeah, it was a lot of rappers on Twitter. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. 
to really be seen, you had to really do something that was standing out. And you were doing things that were standing out in production. Like, it went from being just my homies knowing you and my followers to like, yo, you verified on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? You you doing your thing. You, 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 you come a long way. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, I think it's dope that it's the 75th episode of this podcast and I'm doing it with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 75 episodes in and... You being on tour and doing these things, man, I think this episode is not just a podcast, it's like a celebration. You know what I'm saying? Like, because we still got more ways to go. You yeah, know what I'm saying? absolutely. And then it kind of puts into perspective, you know, some of the people that we did come up with. That, you know, they're not, while they might not be, you know, active in the same way that we are it's, it's kind of crazy because like that kind of rapping is is what's popping now mm-hmm. so like you look at like guys like you know rock marcy and like you know we were um, doing that years ago yeah like the, yeah, the still loops. like the loops like you know big up to alchemist and i like, think it's crazy that like nowadays the younger kids think griselda like is like Admitted that shit I'm like Shout out Griselda by the way But I'm like yo They was doing that years ago Yeah man It's just like Yeah Tuami Shout out Tuami You know what I'm saying Great producers Who was making them sounds And doing all that way before Yeah man Like at, at least 10 plus years ago And even then We were like an extension Of like people that You know We grew up listening to So like you know, Tribe and, you know, Dylan, Premier, you know, Pete, even with all his crazy antics he be posting <laughs> on Instagram now. <laughs> bro, this nigga P Rock be he be bro. losing it, bro. Maybe losing yeah, it. Yeah. Like he he's still a legend in my eyes, but like, hey, like why are you posting, Why you getting flagged? Why bro? you put posting a video like dolphins fighting, my nigga? <laughs> P Rock, bro. <laughs> You P Rock, bro. Post that. Post that album. Yeah. Post. Post the studio right. session. Post the studio session. Not the dolphins, bro. Right. Who you in the lab with today? You in there with dolphins and shit? You posted viral videos. Come on, Pete. Shout out Pete Rock, man. Shout out to Pete, like, he, man. He gonna hear this and be like, "What the hell is say what you mean?" I ain't never heard of no say what you mean podcast. <laughs> Y'all ain't know how you know. Saying. Speaking of the pod, you need to. You, there's something you haven't done this whole pod yet. Oh yeah, the sponsors. The sponsors. Lock in before we do your positive point. I got to shout out these sponsors. Love you know, we got showing love. I got you. We got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you, Michael Zach. I got you. You got the mic. You doing the right shit today. Hey, we Thank you, man. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. We're not there, but the Hub Art Factory, where we used to record our podcast at. Shout out to Tim Carmony. I want to give a shout out to Latrice Snodgrass at Equity House for being our sponsor. Aaron Dukes at Pristine Steam Wash. And Melissa Arline. MelissaArline.itworks.com. If you want to win some money, go to the website and also if you're interested in some uh organic based beauty products check it out melissaarline.itworks.com get that money get pretty get yeah get that money and get pretty and follow say what you mean on instagram at swym podcast thank you for reminding me about them sponsors lock in man can you do your positive point brother yes sir yes sir so uh one quote that always like stuck with me and like if you're like an avid the video gamer like you know what this is so it goes like a man chooses and a slave obeys mm. so like that's just always something like that that just stuck with me because it it perfectly like summarizes you know um uniqueness yeah and you know like not following you know certain trends or, or traits or like not letting you know um, 
societal things like corrupt you or like influence you to do you know um things that might lead you astray from what you're trying to do like goal wise like not even just like on some music shit just like life in general so like a man that stands on his own is always just going to be considered a man like and if you um if you are follow the leader type motherfucker then that's just what people are going to remember you for Mm -hmm. so like that's always like something that like that sticks in my mind and like um is always present in everything that I do. So yeah, I like that quote, Lock. Yeah, many uh, any shout outs, man, before we get out of this here podcast. Any shout outs for the people? Yo, just shout out to the people wherever you at in the world. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're safe. I hope you're healthy, and you know, remain blessed and never stressed. So yeah, Michael Zach, you got any shout outs, man? Uh, shout out this hotel that we're in doing this pop right now. <laughs> Very swanky. Very swanky. <laughs> Niggas shout, is up. Shout out Lock in for making time for us to come up here and do this. It's been, sure. been cool. Hell yeah, I'm always dog. nice to come up to Cleveland for sure. For sure. Uh, shout out my mom. Shout out John P for letting me come on the pod. Thank you, man. Have the mic for a day. You know? <laughs> right. You, you got to go back to not having the mic when Chris uh, back. Enjoy the voice now because I'm gone. After yeah, he gone after this. This is a rare <laughs> thing. He, like Mike Lazak with a mic. This is rare. So... I want to give a shout out to my brother like Kim, man, for being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate this, man. I'm proud of what you're doing. Keep going, man. You know, you always got my support, always, 100%. It's been that way for 11 years. Opposites attract forever. That's our greeting. We say our group yeah, name, dog. man. O-A. Opposites attract. OA forever. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give a shout out to um, the listeners of the podcast, man. Uh, thank y'all for the love, man. This is our 75th episode. Um, I want to give a shout out to those buying the hoodies, uh, the supporters, the fans, um, Canton, Ohio, Lynchburg, you know what I'm saying? I'm just happy to do this pod, man. This is an honor, for real, man. This is a really, 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 really big honor, so... And shout out Seaweeds because we, we, we do miss we do yeah, miss shout him out here. to him man yeah man shout out Seaweeds man we miss you bro hope you feeling better you know he couldn't be up here today and like I wish he was here because he a gamer he would have known the quote that you said oh man. yeah for sure he would have known that you know what I'm saying so uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Seaweeds man but uh my man has a show tonight so he gonna rock out you know by the time this episode come out the show gonna be over with and done with but you probably <laughs> gonna be on another country another state by the time this drop but nah man this is Jean P the MC Seaweeds. Michael Zach Lock him Episode 75 Say what you mean Peace Peace Peace. Uh, Say what you mean 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 what you say I'm from the 3-3-0 Where them boys don't play play. Say what you mean 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 what you say I'm from the 3-3-0 Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest, no arguments. Yeah, I got next, John P. One, two. Let me talk my shit again, real quick. Uh, I will not settle. These voices not.